dealing with those who are undergoing great suffering, if you feel burnout setting in, if you feel demoralized and exhausted, it is best for the sake of everyone to withdraw and restore yourself. The point is to have a long-term perspective. What's up, guys? Welcome back. And if you're new here, welcome to another episode of the Escape Velocity Podcast, a podcast where we explore the mindset, behaviors, habits, and attributes that contribute to peak performance, flow states, and meaningful, lasting personal development. I'm Topaz, your host and the lead mindset coach at Escape Velocity Academy, purpose-driven personal development, where we believe that escape velocity is fueled within. That's intrinsic motivation, intelligence, and lifelong learning, interpersonal relationships, investment, meaning investing in yourself so you can invest in others, and inspiration, both inspiring others and, of course, breath work for grounding, presence, and emotional regulation. So thanks for tuning in. And on today's podcast, we will be discussing recovery and burnout. So guys, on today's podcast, uh, it's our second episode with the coach creative with my good friend Trey, and we're going to discuss burnout and recovery. Um, Trey, let's let's start with your recovery, because uh, as <laughs> I know, and the listeners uh, are not aware, you just finished a nice drive to head to where you are on vacation. So let's talk about how your how your travel went, first of all, and then how you're recovering from that wonderful drive. No, no, thank you. Uh, again, once again, it's always awesome to be here. And uh, it's interesting because we went from, you know, where I live outside of Washington, D.C., we, we drove up the coast to uh, go to Boston to visit a friend. And then from Boston, we went to, where do we go from Boston? We went to Vermont and Vermont to upstate New York and then across the border to Montreal because Canada just opened its border. Um, and I have so much family over there and we hadn't been able to see them in such a long time. And then Montreal, we went to Ottawa and then Ottawa, we went to Toronto all within like two or three days. So a lot of driving and, uh, you know, we use my wife's electric car. So that's been an interesting component to it is charging the car as we go. Um, first time we've ever done that. Um, so it's been great. Um, the only, only issue is, um, you know, I got, a, got into quite a bit of a couple of uh, friendly arguments in the Boston area because I am not a Boston sports fan at all. Okay. <laughs> so yeah you know, got into it with some Patriots and Celtics fans. Um, but uh, other than that, it was, you know, no, that, that was, that was fun too. Those guys are very passionate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it, recovery, you know, just any kind of physical, mental toll it takes on you anytime you kind of, you know, push yourself to the limit. And even for me, it was driving, but it could be anything. And uh, that's definitely something that you need to do to, you know, uh, to, to perform at your best at anything. Yeah. So what have you uh, implemented as, like a measure to uh, recover? Like what's your number one recovery tool right now? For me, it's unwinding. And, and you know, unwinding can be, I guess, that, that can be different for different people. For some people, it's sleep. Some people, it's a meal. For me, it's it's actually very specific. It's not so... Uh, you know, if I'm sitting in front of a TV and playing a video game or, you know, watching sports or, or, or something, you know, something very passive um, that for me, that's unwinding. Um, and sometimes people don't understand that. My wife will be like, you know, hey, you need to go to sleep. You need to do this. You need to do that. Um, but for me, it's like, no, you know, just not having to worry about something or think about something is enough to, um, you know, to unwind and to relax. And that that helps me recuperate. 
Um, so whatever it is, you know, whatever it is for you, not you, but just in general, that um, that allows you to like have a reset and and bring the energy level back up to your uh, back up to full for you. That you know, you should find a way to incorporate that into your into your day, into your training, into your um, into your regimen. No, we, we yeah, we understand that recovery recovery is uh, very important. But I want to I want to kind of parlay that into what most of us have just finished up doing is watching the olympics right so right right at this point where um we can do like an olympics recap right so when we talk about recovery from your from your perspective as a as a performance coach or as a coach for for elite level athletes um what do you recommend for them um as they would move out of a a large-scale competition like this yeah for me you know i i would take a step back and kind of like what i was telling you about um for me that you know i know what it what I need to do to to recuperate. I think understanding what it is that makes the sense for you, like identifying, that's something that sometimes people don't realize. You know, uh, maybe sleep isn't the answer. Maybe it is the answer, but you have to identify that first, and that takes a little bit of time to understand. Maybe it's um, trial and error. Maybe it's you just sit down and you and you you, you, look, you weigh the pros and cons. How, whatever your your method is, but I, I think the first important part is identifying identifying what it is that you need to recuperate, to, to help you relax, to help you calm down. Um, you know, and once you do that, then it's just a matter of uh, like creating some structure or, or, or having that discipline to take time for yourself. I think that's the difficulty that a lot of people have. I know, you know, you're super busy. I'm busy. Anyone who's busy, it's, I think it's hard to find time to um, give yourself some attention to, to relax and to rest, uh, you know, when you're busy doing so many other things. So I think I think having the discipline to not only know what you need, but to take time out for yourself to recuperate. Um, I think those are the two things that I know I personally used to have a challenge doing um, until I started thinking more about it and, and trying to implement that into um, the way I, you know, the way I, uh, I teach my kids. Yeah. So you my kids, I mean, anybody I coach, it could be a 25 year old. <laughs> right. Right. So you brought up a, a couple of good things that I want to mention. You the identify structure and and discipline to to do the activities or to recover. Um, what if you break down each one? What do you identify as the role, the coach's role in each of those steps? So identifying what needs to be done, building the structure to it, and then maintaining the discipline to do to do the recovery. Yeah, for you know, and that's that's interesting because part of what I do, you know, for the coach creative is, is kind of facilitating that, that discovery aspect. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, it's, it's difficult sometimes as, as either a mentor or a coach or somebody who's in a position to, to help and guide to not overtly influence, right? Um, You know, when, when, when an athlete is telling me that, hey, you know, I'm having trouble with this and that, um, it's difficult for me, and I think for many people, to just not jump in and go, okay, I think you should do this, right? It's more, I want them to know that I'm listening so we can help identify what it is. And, and, and that takes time. That takes conversations. Um, I, I just can't jump in and say, okay, what works for me may work for you because it may totally not. It, it, I need to understand what they're doing. So, so as a coach, I want to listen and then help them you know, facilitate that, that, that kind of journey from not knowing, knowing you have a goal, right? Even if a a short-term small goal, like a small attainable goal, which is like, you know, just recovery for the day, feeling better. 
right? It could be soreness, it could be energy drain, it could be anything, it could be mental fatigue. Um, but identifying like what what works for you and 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 showing them that okay, I'm going to listen and I'm going to help you. I'm not going to dictate to you. Um, and 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 then I think that de- that develops trust. And when you have that kind of trust um, as a coach, I think it's it's easy because then it's just a matter of you're helping someone help themselves. Um, if, if that made sense. <laughs> no, it does make sense. And, and you hit on one of my favorite things. I like to say personality does not scale, right? And that's exactly right, what you said. Right. What, what may work for you uh, from a recovery uh, perspective may not work for everyone. So that, that is key. Let me ask you, right. um, how do you approach um, someone in the corporate sector as opposed to a performance athlete? when it comes to recovery, right? Because they need to recover too. Um, long business meetings, long, long business trips, high pressure um, negotiations and timelines, deadlines. Um, how do you address uh, recovery in that sector? Different, same? Um, what's your, it's what's your a little different because, because I think, I think in the business, in business or in a tech field or any, anything, you know, in, in anyone's professional life um, there, there tends to be, you know, a time boxing effect going on, right? Like, I mean, most people work nine to five, nine to ten. Uh, I'm sorry, nine to six, ten, whatever the whatever your nine, hours nine are. Nine to ten. Um, also. <laughs> nine to ten. Yeah, yeah. That that, that that can be some days for some people. Um, but you know, whatever those, you know, whatever those things are for you, um, you know, you can't sometimes build in time to relax or get get rest because you have meetings all day. You have time to produce, you need time to do, you know, different things and you, you have to commute. There's a lot of things you got to do. Um, so when you're kind of going through that process of identifying what those pain points are, right? These are the things that bother me during the day. One of them could be, um, you know, fatigue, you know, I'm too tired. Maybe I'm not at my best because by three o'clock I'm extremely tired. Um, and then my four o'clock meeting is just a waste of time, right? Once you identify what those pain points are, um, look for opportunities to kind of make those improvements. And, you know, when I work with, when I work in the corporate world, it could be uh, some brainstorming. It could be, you know, uh, some teamwork involved where, you know, get different people together and, and, and come, up, come up with ideas, uh, ideate on, on possible solutions and whatever that could be. And, and I, I want them to think outside the box, right? Like come up with anything, right? It could be, for example, I'll, I'll give you a really short example one guy, I, you know, in a group that I was working with at, uh, I believe this was at, um, at the archives, the National Archives, right? Okay. I was, we were doing work for the archives, and uh, the one, the second one, the one in uh, in College Park, not not the one DC, um, and the uh, and the gentleman jokingly said, "Yeah, you know, it'd be great if I got a massage during the day. That's what I need to relax, right?" And everyone's joking, laughing, and I was like, "Oh, hold on, there could be something there, right? Don't let's not focus on the fact that you know we're all picturing you going to like." you know, right, a, a right. massage parlor and, you know, just relaxing, wearing a robe and, you know, incense burning. Uh, don't focus on that part. Focus on what, what it is that you're saying that you need, right? So it sounds to me that you need some sort of physical or some sort of, um, you know, you know, uh, kinetic effect on your body that helps you, you know, helps ease the pain, helps you kind of refocus. Um, and, you know, a very simple solution could be some sort of like better ergonomic you know, um, like a chair that's better, you know, better for you ergonomically, or maybe like a massage thing that helps, you know, like a, the little portable ones, right? Like that you can put on the back of your chair, anything exactly. like a yeah. foot massage. And he ended up actually getting a foot massage, the little thing he puts under his desk and keeps his feet on. And, and, and I remember talking to him a few weeks later that he was just like, you know, he was telling me that, oh, this is, this actually works really great for me because I feel rejuvenated 
whenever I need it, I, you know, I turn it on. And just knowing that I have that gives me some confidence that, hey, if I feel down, I can turn this on. Kind of like yes. Yes, you, know, so you, know, you need yeah. some sugar and yeah, get a candy uh, bar at your desk or something like that. Yeah. So I, I think the one uh, similarity between the two groups was the, the identification portion, right? It's identifying, identifying what you need and whether that is, you know, requires a coach to help you um, get down to whatever that, that root cause is and identify and, right. and elicit that, Hey, here's a, here's, here's a challenge that you're having. And here's something that can help remedy that challenge. Um, that's, that's the step they need to take. But I, I do notice that the identify part was, was very similar, which goes back to self-awareness too. Um, exactly. I wanted to switch it off and say to talk about recovery and, and and burnout a little bit because this is another Olympic piece, right? So we're talking about um, recovering from the highest of the high, you know, victory, or recovering from the lowest of the low at defeat. And then how does that 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 last second defeat turn someone into burnout, right? Because what we've seen is I was that close. I was that close. I need to work harder. And I need to do it now. Um, Working with athletes, how do you address that? Someone suffering from the highest of the high and they they don't want to train again, and someone suffering from the lowest of the low, and they want to train so hard, so fast that they're bringing themselves to burnout with zero recovery. Right. That's that's actually a really uh, that's a wonderful point. Um, I, I think you know I think it's always important to have emotion and and to be fired up, and you know some people really thrive off of that, but having coached a lot of athletes that were, uh, that had their goals set really high, right. Um, you know, you, we can, we can argue about what, what, you know, what defines an elite athlete versus someone else. But I, I like to think of people who have specific goals in mind, you know, and, you know, for a lot of the youth athletes that I coached playing in college was like a specific goal for them. Um, and to, to get to that point is super competitive to get to that point. You need to, you need to work your tail off throughout your adolescence, throughout, you know, early years and, you know, in prep school, everything, you need to work really hard. And a common thread in a lot of the athletes that I, that I work with is this concept of burnout. And it's not just based on, um, you know, uh, winning or losing. It's just, it's just the day-to-day grind. You know, it's just the constant, when they start thinking, okay, six days a week, 10 months a year for 10 years straight, like what kind of life is that? You know, like, and, and for me, it's, it, it always boiled down to reminding them of their goal like what is your goal right and if you have a specific goal in mind and you're telling me that you'll do anything to reach it if that's the most important thing for you if it's not important for you then this isn't this isn't the life for you it really isn't right if you don't want to be a scholarship athlete at a d1 school trust me you don't want to plan three workouts a week two practices and games that's six days a week like you don't want to do that because you're going to, you're going to regret it later. You're going to be resentful. But if that is your goal, then you have to keep that goal in mind and, and really understand what it takes. And then again, you will be, it will be difficult, but I think that burnout aspect of it, it, it is lessened a little bit when you keep that goal in mind. And that's, that's one thing I always try to do is, is always keep that on the forefront that, Hey, you're here at six in the morning working out because your goal is in a few years to be able to do this. And you know, you won't be able to do that unless you put that work in now. Um, I, my, my own daughter went through that. She had, she had burnout in 11th grade, you know, right before, you know, selecting which university she wanted to, you know, accept, right. some, you know, like a, like a basketball scholarship for. Um, and, you know, and she ended up not doing it. She ended up not playing in college because it, it was just too much for her. 
um, and she wanted to do you know other things, and, and which is fine. She's been successful at it, but um, it, it is it is a part of it, you know, that whole burnout aspect, and 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 that and the aspect that you asked about, you know, when you win or lose, and you know when you come at the highest high, it's difficult. It's very difficult, but it, you try to like you try to slice off the top and the lowest layers, like. You, you know, you, you remember how bad it feels and you want to use that as motivation, but you don't, you don't, you know, you don't linger on it. And same with the highest of the highs, right. you know, you, you want to remember that to keep you going and, and to, to help you strive to continue that feeling. But you, you try to focus on that medium, that in-between level of, you know, of being calm and cool and not too high or too low, kind of, you know, someone like a Tom Brady, right. And who is, you know, arguably the best quarterback of all time. I mean, his one of the things is most people really, you know, respect about him is how cool he is under pressure, right? He's just so calm and cool. Like you can't tell if he's winning or losing. Um, he's fiery, but he's but he's very solid in that sense. Um, and that's the kind of thing that it, I don't necessarily have a specific formula that I teach for that. It's more right. of just kind of remind reminding the the athletes that this is something that. Um, you know, to keep your eye on. And, and, you know, and that formula can change depending on who that player is. And, and as part of my job as a coach to kind of identify that and, and, and work through that. But just in general, um, there isn't a specific like, okay, ABC, this is what you need to do. It's more to keep this in mind and keep that goal in mind. And then whatever you need to do to keep that, that goal in the forefront. Yeah, no, I, I get that. And, and, and what I actually wanted to kind of talk about off of that is you mentioned the keeping the goals in mind, but it almost sounds like um, the goal needs to be reassessed and probably chunked down into something smaller. As I look at, I, I, you know, I'm a big fan of small, simple steps. Right. And right. when, when, whether you lose an Olympics or whether you're looking at being a division one uh, athlete, that's, that's a, that's a pretty high goal. Right. So I would say, you know, and I don't know if this is something you do, but sitting down as a coach and saying, Hey, we, these are the goals, right? The goal is, uh, to achieve our time by, you know, five tenths of a second, not to win an Olympic gold medal. I mean, that's the high end goal, but I think right. if, if we break down and chunk these, these goals into smaller objectives, um, you may be able to attack or prevent burnout from that way. Because like you said, if you're only looking at, Hey, I want to be a division one athlete. I got to work this hard. Well, Hey, let's take a step back and chunk that down a little bit. And let's say we have to be able to run this fast at this event, or we have to be able right. to lift this much. Um, and that's kind of, yeah. as you were talking about, it and I'm listening, um, that's kind of how I, I understood, you know, um, as you were laying it out from. No, absolutely. As, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Exactly. 100%. So what you're talking about and, and having those, those smaller achievable goals that keep you going, um, or, or milestones, you know, things like that. Absolutely. And, and for me, um, you know, we try to implement that in, in a more tactical way uh, during like during practices, you know, like let's say let's work on getting, you know, 20 shots made in, in, in a minute, you know, once we get that now let's get to 30, you know, just things like that, just giving them little bits and, and, and putting some, some, something quantifiable on some of the work that you do measurable. Right. And I think that helps a lot and not, not necessarily analytics, but just, something to measure with like, okay, we were able to achieve this, this amount of time, or we were able to get to this stage, you know, that we wanted to get to these little milestones, little checkpoints along the path. Um, and that's, that's definitely something that we do tactically. Um, you know, having that large long-term goal, that's more strategic. That's, 
yeah, that's what we're, that's, that's our plan. That's what we're going through. But to kind of get there, like you said, exactly. And, 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 and like my, like we talked about before, like my drive to, um, you know, drive to Boston, my plan was to get to Boston. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I had to stop along the way to charge up my car and to do this and that. Like, and, and every time I did that, I felt like, okay, those two hours are good. You know, I only got six hours left and then, you know, four hours left and three. And I think that that psychological game also, you know, definitely helps get, you know, get you further along that path too. No, I agree. I tell people when we're having this conversation, I say, Hey, we're, we'll walk straight through the, the typical coaching grow model. I like to use the growth model because just as you said, mm -hmm tactics and habits. And uh, you can't walk through a model without adding tactics and habits and a clear plan of action uh, at the end. So no, that's great. And thank you. So as we wrap up, if you have one recommendation or one thing that you would like the audience to walk away with today on the forefront of their mind, so that they can take action, because we know uh, knowledge alone is not power. Knowledge times action equals power. So how can I use this? When will I use this? And why must I use this information that we talked about today? If you could give one piece, uh, one tidbit that everyone can walk away with today and put into action regarding burnout or recovery, whichever one you like, um, what would that be? Yeah, for me, um, and, and this kind of goes back to what we started talking about originally, is that self-awareness and the identifying portion of things that, and to do that, you have to be honest with yourself. Right. And I think, you know, don't be afraid to be honest with yourself that when you're uncovering your the things that you, you know, that you want to improve and the things that you're already good at, um, you know, accentuate what you're good at and the things that you need to, um, you, know, you know, you need to improve, you know, work on those specifically. And for, for me, like to really for that to be really um, impactful, you have to be honest with yourself. So I think that's that's one of the keys that I would, you know, I would want people to understand is that, you know, uh, when you do that self-analysis and self-awareness, you know, really, you know, take everything into account because your, your goal is your final, you know, your final goal is your final destination in that sense. Um, and you want to get to all those little milestones to get there. Um, but you won't be able to get there unless you really know what it is that you need and to, to know what you need, you got to be honest with yourself. And that can be difficult. That can be a difficult conversation. Um, and that's, that's why, you know, we as coaches are, you know, we're here to, to help you along that path, but you need to reach out and you need to do that. Um, if you, uh, you know, if you want to help yourself really identify what it is that you need. No, that's awesome. Um, thank you for that. Thank you for sharing what I, what I like to say is I have uh, GRG, which is grit, uh, resiliency and grace. So when you're done being brutally honest with yourself, I, I mm -hmm. really don't like to use brutally honest because most of the time we're just brutal. But when you're done being right. <laughs> brutally honest yeah. with yourself, you must also yeah. have grace for yourself because we know sure. that tomorrow's another day, right? If there right. wasn't, no, if there wasn't any rain, there wouldn't be a rainbow. So we got to have right. the grace for ourselves and know that, that we can get back at it the next day. So Trey, thank you very much for dropping in today for another conversation. Guys, if you no, have thank you. I, I love it. I love being here. Yep. Awesome. Guys, if you haven't heard our previous conversation, uh, it's probably three episodes down on the line where we talked for a little bit. Um, Trey, as a reminder, where can everyone find you if they want to follow up? Cool. Yeah, you can, you can find me on, uh, on uh, trainhowyouthink.com. Um, that's just the way it sounds. And, uh, or, you know, my, my, the coach creative.com either way, it goes to the same place, but yeah, reach out if anyone, you know, if anyone out there needs some help or needs, um, you know, we'd we'll like to get some guidance and, and, and see what, see what we do. Um, let me know. Uh, I'm always here to help.
Awesome. Thanks a lot. Hey, guys, reminder from us, of course, we're on Facebook, Escape Velocity Academy. That is our uh, our new group that we have lined up, our new page where we have a lot of cool discussion and interaction with questions, comments, and really answering whatever you have. If you have a question that you want us to answer here on the podcast, drop us a line in there or send us a DM at Escape Velocity um, 11.186 on, uh, on Instagram. All right. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. We'll see you next time. And remember, escape velocity is fueled within. Peace, guys.